Like you can't cheat any step. And if you do, you're going to, you're going to, whatever, you might go five steps forward, but then you're going to go 10 steps backwards because you cheated. Like you can't cheat life. This week on the Young and Dumb podcast, we have Matt, a man of talent, passion, and influence. Matt has worked his way up into the Forbes 30 for 30 nominations. From humble beginnings, his goal to spread knowledge and motivate others has allowed him to reach success as a public speaker and as a content creator from one of the sharks from Shark Tank, Damon John. So this week, we dive in with Matt. As we've had some great content creators on our platform so far, we've dove into their journeys. And what we really wanted to do with Matt is showcase what he's done to get to where he is today as he's working for one of the greatest entrepreneurs of our time. So this week, the word that we gave Matt was dive. Diligent with his work, putting out content for one of the greatest entrepreneurs of our time, Damon John, he has got to be at the top of his game at all times. Improving every single day. 1% better every day is all it takes and he'll get to the top of the game viable he says yes then figures it out that's how he's grown in his craft today eager to reach the next level he's around extremely successful people on a regular basis and it only motivates him more to get to that level of of success this week we dive in with matt what's going on everyone it's your favorite co-host justin and gary back at it again with the young and dumb podcast your favorite co-host from the east coast we're up to episode 85 i believe again creeping towards that 100 mark i wonder who our 100th interview is going to be well listen and you'll find out but today live from nyc we have a very special guest he's making waves for 30, uh, 30 under 30 for Forbes list. Matt, say what's up to the people. Yo, what's going on? Thank you for having me. Glad to have you on board. And you're good friends with someone we had on the podcast recently. Uh, Mr. Mario Armstrong, isn't that right? That is correct. That is my boy. And you know what? Mario brought such energy to the podcast. So I'm sure you have that same energy, if not more, um, and you know what? Let's get right into it. We'll introduce you to the young and dumb way. Waste no more time. Let us know who you are and what you're doing right now. The best way to describe me is an agent of change on a mission to impact the lives of 1 billion people. What I'm currently doing is working with Damon John of Shark Tank and FUBU, however people may know him as an author. Um, awesome guy. Really awesome guy. I'm his content manager. Just great stuff going on there. Such a amazing person to learn from aside from that public speaker um author a whole bunch going on for myself as well that's it's honestly truly amazing everything that you're able to do and i really want to get talking about how you got to the job that you're doing right now so a lot of people in this kind of art industry of either creating content and things like that are trying and they're struggling to find that job of either working with someone building their personal brand or creating that content for a YouTube channel, whatever it may be. So what have you seen and what have you learned that you could give back in terms of tips and tricks on how someone can find that first job that they're looking to get at? I guess the best way to put it is just work. Like no one is going to put in the work for you. 
And that's as blunt as I can be. Like, it is straight up all on you. The ball is in your court. If you're not willing to get up and grind, ain't shit going to happen. You know, that's the best way to put it. Most definitely. And that's definitely something we can uh, get behind with the podcast, the the grinding sense, getting up and grinding. And there's a, a concept that we've heard of before. I think um, Mario introduced it as well. Um, the concept of free work. Are you familiar with it? I'm not, actually. So uh, this concept of um, you want to get into an industry you don't really have an in, you don't really know someone, saying, you know what, I'm just going to work for free. Um, yeah, Gary yeah. V's done this as well. What is, what's your opinion on that? So I actually didn't know what you meant by free work. I, <laughs> I've done that. that. That's exactly what I've done. Um, that's how I landed with myself with Damon, actually. Mm-hmm. For 10 months, I just grinded for free. I was an intern. I got a travel stipend. It wasn't much. It was 10 bucks a day. And when you're in New York City, 10 bucks a day can't even get you a lunch. Could barely get you on the train. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man, free work. Like, you, you got to show how you provide value. It's such a competitive world right now. It's like, what do you bring into the table and how are you going to show it? Everyone's willing to do it. So, you know, you got you to gotta bootstrap. So how does, how does someone get in contact with someone like Damon to get that free work started? Because I know a lot of people out there are like, okay, everyone keeps telling me I need to do free work if I want to work for someone like Gary Vee, Damon John, whoever it may be. But how do I even get in front of someone like that to offer them my free work? For sure. So there's definitely multiple ways, right? There's not just one way. I can tell you how I did it, but how I did it might not work for you or the next person. You know, so what I personally did was I've just networked my entire life to a point where, you know, I just surrounded myself with the right people and the right people were able to connect me with the right people. Um, Other ways is standing out like social media is such a powerful tool like you have access to a free platform or multiple platforms in the palm of your hand for 24 hours a day each and every day you could tag them you could put out great content you could connect to people on their team which i think is the best way to do it because you can't always go direct to the source you know and I, I like to think um, I'm a big fan of similes and metaphors. Justin knows this. I'm, I, I really like to get creative when describing things. Um, but I consider content creators um, sort of modern day puppeteers of, um, of the media, essentially. Like what you put out um, can change your brand. And even if it's small little things as um, small micro content or whether it's just a picture, um, um, of yourself doing, let's say you're just walking down the street, or um, if it's um, an info uh, graphic of the things that you've done over the past year, just little things, your choice in content, your um, layout, all basically pulls those strings and um, has so much influence and so much power. Um, tell me what that's like to, I guess, knowingly or even unknowingly, uh, subconsciously control that much power. Um, and what is your goal to to do with it as a content creator? So I could talk about that on a personal basis and on a basis for Damon being that I'm creating content for both of us essentially, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I love the one thing that you said most in that question was the whole brand aspect. 
So personally, I'm, I'm 25 years old. My brand changed three times in 25 years without really me even knowing it. Right. Mm-hmm. I went from an athlete to a party promoter to now, you know, a public speaker or whatever you want to call me. Um, in terms of Damon, it's, it's so amazing because he's just such a prominent figure. Um, I feel like when you're at that level, you can kind of cast a wider net um, just because you're already up there, you know? So he has a, it's very different for him, but someone on my level, it's just like, all right, I kind of need to get deep and not wide, right? I, I need to become an authority as opposed to someone that's casting that wide net. So it, it's, the power's in your hands. It's crazy. Like you, like you were just saying, like you could post one thing with a dope caption on Instagram and it really just changes everything. How your the perspective changes, so you have all that power, and it's 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 amazing. It really is. No, definitely, and it's it's so interesting to be kind of a part of this time that people are literally becoming famous off of one post. Whether you want to believe in the overnight success or not, you can gain that popularity if you want to call it overnight. Look at people like the Backpack Kid or um, anything like that where they got lucky, someone saw them on a certain hashtag or something and they instantly blew up. But what comes next is being able to leverage that attention and something that you and Damon as well have been able to do especially. So can you talk about being able to leverage the attention once you're able to even gain it? Yeah, so I think leveraging that attention really comes from consistency. I don't think you can do it just off of one post. Um, I mean, I personally haven't seen someone do it off of one post. I've seen that virality aspect where people, you know, put up a video, they might get 100,000 views and only have like a thousand followers, you know, like whatever the case is. But to be able to leverage the platform that you're building, you really need to, you you need to make your mark, right? Like you you need to like make a big splash and that splash, like it, it can start with one post, but what comes after that? You know, um, I, I think another big part of it is, all right, cool, you go viral and you really make that splash, but you need to build a community of people that are gonna, you know, they're gonna become your tribe. That tribe is really what leverages you. You know, they're, they're the ones that push you up to the top. And I think that's important to to build um, this tribe or um, community. Um, around you when you're building a brand that's something that we're uh justin michelle and i are trying to build right now with the get your grind up young and dumb um sustaining that community of um individuals who i guess are are like-minded passionate um or willing to help and i guess share the same values that we do um and it's important for growing a brand that um that's sustainable and and long lasting and justin touched upon something that i want to get back to he touched on the um I guess the leveraging, but I want to see what's it like to sustain um, that growth and that um, that input and that impact that you have on others. Um, because you've been doing this for some time now, so it's clear to say it's, it goes without saying you are good at your job. That's that goes without showing. Like you look at your Instagram, like you're good at your job. How do you sustain what you do um, from the moment you got that job and said, "You know what? This is an opportunity for me." Um, I'm going to make the most of it. And years later, you are still doing it. Absolutely killing the game. I appreciate that. So for, for me personally, it's just like knowing that end goal, right? Like I have that end goal in the back of my mind all the time, but 
at the same time, and I'm literally about to put a video out on Instagram about this. It's like riding a bike uphill, right? That end goal is to get to the peak because you want to take, you know, the hill down, obviously. But to get to that top, get to get to that peak, there's steps in front of that. You know, like there, there's those actionable steps that you need to continue to continuously take, whether they're affordable steps or risk, whatever the case is. Like you can't just, or I personally don't solely focus on the end goal. I focus on what's in front of me. So for me to continuously have leverage or whatever the case is to be able to leverage my personal brand, I know that I have to post X amount of times a week to stay relevant on people's timelines, or, um, you know, I need to continue to engage on seven days a week or however many hours that consistency again, you know, that's another word I keep bringing up. It's, it's really the consistency. So, so how does someone maintain that, get that mindset, I guess, like Gary V talks about this of being macro patient and micro fast. And that's something that you're really doing, like being able to know that long-term goal that you have in your head, but being able to know that it's going to take a long time to get there. Yeah. So Gary's always dropping some crazy, some crazy terms. I don't got any crazy terms for you guys. I keep it real simple, but, um, I don't know how I developed it. I, I mean, I think it was just from failing. Like I, I, I failed so many times in my life that, I mean, I, I'm not going to say I'm a failure, but you know, I've learned from my failures there and there were plenty of them. I, I, you know, there were mistakes that I made and it's like, all right, cool. I know that I don't want that. So what's the opposite of that? And it's like this successful image that I have in my head and on my vision board and all that stuff that it really just adds up. Um, it's tough being patient, right? Like for me, it's it's extremely tough because I'm working for a man that's worth over $500 million. And it's like, damn, like I want that, you know? And being in proximity of that, like, you know, it, there's, there's always something in me that's just like, damn, like I, I need to get that. I need to get that. I need to get that. But I just know like you can't cheat the game. Like you can't cheat any step. And if you do, you're going to, you're going to, whatever, you might go five steps forward, but then you're going to go 10 steps backwards because you cheated Light, You can't cheat life. And I, I definitely get that. And one thing I wanted to point on there, um, cause I think what you said was powerful, um, that you had that goal in mind, that $500 million goal in mind and look at you, he can, I'm pretty sure on a, on a, a day-to-day basis, he sits next to you or across from you. Like you're right there in the game. Um, and you have that, an, a really authentic view of what it's like to get from A to B. Um, like I'm sure you've had extensive conversations um, with him on how he's gotten to his, his, I guess, moments of glory or a huge moment of glory. Um, Cause it's been going on for some time now. Um, and you can, I guess, map out your life to get there as well. Like you are the truth version of, of young and dumb. Like we're going to fail. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to, um, fall down, but it's all about when we get back up and say, okay, that was a mistake that I made. Let's not make that one again. And once we start limiting these mistakes and these mistakes start turning into um, successions, we start climbing this ladder and all of a sudden we're headed towards a peak and there's no looking back. For sure. Yeah. And, you know, like on that whole topic of failure, it's like you, you really can't be scared of it. You know, like you, you just have to go for it. And it's so tough. And I really think that's what separates a lot of the winners from the people that won't try. I'm not going to call them losers because everyone to each their own. Right. But 
after one failure, I remember the first time I, I didn't even consider it a failure because back then I'm, you know, freaking 16 years old, 17 years old. I'm not like, oh, shit, I failed. It's just like, oh, you know, that didn't work out. But now that I look back at it, it's like, damn, like I, I actually did have the courage to get up and try again, you know, and that consistency, man, consistency. <laughs> Definitely. And so Gary touched upon it. You're around these wildly successful people on a kind of day-to-day basis. What is something that you kind of see from them that really separates themselves from other people besides that whole looking at failure as more of an opportunity to learn? Sure. So, I mean, proximity is power, man. It it really is. Um, I, I really never understood that term. Although for quite some time, I've been around successful individuals, but it wasn't until my mentor kept drilling it in my head, like, man, listen, if you don't think, like, if there's days where you're working with Damon and you don't feel like you're learning, you still are. It's just like, it's happening and you just can't see it yet. Um, But one thing that I learned from him and, you know, I've been around Lewis Howes, I've been around Gary, I've been around Tim Ferriss, I've been around these guys because of Damon and, you know, it's amazing what I have to say that stands out to me the most is just how they operate, you know, they operate so smoothly. And for me, it's something that I wanted to take in because there's times where at times of stress, like when I have a lot of work on my plate, I get a little, you know, uh, I don't even know what the word to describe it is. I guess I panic. I guess that's the best you know way to describe it. And I'll never forget the, one of the first times I sat in a meeting with Damon, Um, You know, he was kind of the middleman and there were two sides going at it and he was just operating in such a smooth manner. And I'm like, wow, you know, Um, it was just super admirable. And it's like, all right, like we're doing business. We're not doing open heart surgery, right? There's a big difference. Yes, there's money on the line at times. There's, you know, business is important too, but how important is it? You know, so just being able to witness that and realize that like, yo, breathe, you know, like take a breath, take a deep breath, you know, that that's like the main takeaway. And when I tell people that they're like, really, like, you don't know any secrets to getting a million dollars. It's like, yo, that that's like, one of the best tips you can get is like, it's just not that serious, like take a breath. And I I also want to touch on something you said there, um, the, the breathe aspect humanizing business, humanizing these individuals that we we put on pedestals, the Gary V's of the world, the Lewis Howes of the world. It's like we look at them as, as gods, but I mean, like they're people too. They they put on their pants one leg at a time, just like you and me, um, and they go about their day. It's just they do it, like you said, more efficiently. Um, so that's that's a huge, huge key. Um, and I think we'll, we'll touch on that just in just a little bit, but I want to shift focus Back to um, your journey, Matt. Um, I want to take your journey and turn it into a loading bar. Yeah. So from zero to a hundred percent, where do you feel like you are right now on your loading bar? Sheesh. To be honest, I feel like I'm still at like thirty-five percent, man. It's okay. crazy. I just feel like I have so much more to go, and I have so much more to do. Um, you know, I, I'm taking steps to get to that hundred. You know, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, I got I got a lot more to go. <laughs> All right, no, well, then break it down for me. Let me know what that hundred percent looks like. So, the main goal is to you know, through different forms of content, I really do want to impact the lives of one billion people. Um, you know, there was like a period of time 
maybe for like two years. And this is, was while I'm working for Damon too, I lost sight of what my passion was. Um, in high school, I completely lost what my passion was, which was baseball, basketball. I had surgery on my shoulder my senior year, never picked up a baseball again, never picked up a basketball again, lost all scholarship opportunities for college. And, you know, I was just like, damn, what do I do? Then I thought my passion was making money. And that's a pretty shitty passion to have, <laughs> you know, uh, I know you, you guys are big on Gary. So I'm going to tell you that Gary really influenced me. The, the one video that I really love from Gary was his Ted talk where he said legacy over currency, because that really changed my life. I was living it the complete opposite way. It was currency over legacy. And what it came down to was like, all right, what am I passionate about? And maybe like a year and a half ago, two years ago, when I had my first ever public speaking engagement, I realized after speaking to 60 kids at a school on Long Island here in New York that I, di I didn't love controlling the room. I didn't love having people listen to me, but what I loved was their reaction to my story and to what I said to them that day during my keynote. Having each one of those people come up to me after and, and you know just show gratitude and you know just really resonate with what I said, it was just like, I could have cried. Like it, I just knew what it was and I found it. So getting back to your question, like the end goal is to be international on stages and doing that, you know, um, to be specific, like I really want to be at the theater in Madison Square Garden doing my own event. Like I, I want that. I really, really want that. I think, I think it happens one day, man. You're, you're definitely on the right path for it and we'll see where the future lies ahead for you. But with that, we get to move on to our deep thinking questions. So are you ready? Let's do it. <laughs> All right, so question number one, let's imagine you're like 120 years old, you're lying on your last day on earth, and you've been able to accomplish everything that you've ever wanted in life, including um, being able to speak at Madison Square Garden in front of thousands of people, but once you die, everything that you ever touch will disappear. And you get to pick three things that you want to be remembered for. What are those three things? Sheesh. You guys hit it hard with that one. Um, <laughs> so the first one. All right. So the question is essentially, what am I leaving behind? Well, what? Yeah. So basically, you're, you can leave behind. It could be physical or it could be intangible. It's okay, cool. Yeah, that was my question. All right. So. It would be knowledge, right? Um, just because, you know, I was never big in reading books. <laughs> I really wasn't until I was probably about 20 years old. I picked up Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People. Um, and yeah, I guess, uh, I don't know if that means I am an author at one point. Uh, you know, I did come out with an ebook, but yeah, man, physical book, anything of the sort that is able to provide knowledge after I'm gone. I think that right there is legacy alone. Um, Another, and I, it, it might sound a little selfish, but not really, but you know, I, I do, I have a goal to have a family, right? Um, I, I, I really do. Um, you know, I have a little sister, I have a mom, I have a dad. It's like, you know, I kind of want that same life, you know, like I, I want, I want love too. You know, I'm not just a businessman. I'm also a human being. So, uh, having that connection having a wife that supports me and stuff like that, like, I want to be able to leave something to them, whether that's a house or a monetary amount of money, whatever the case is. Like, I, I just want that for them. Um, so that might sound selfish in a way, but at the same time, I feel like it's not. And a third, a third is 
I guess it's kind of the, the same thing how I answered the, you know, first with knowledge, but I went to a college that was very under provided for um, here in New York. Um, it's in a very, it's not in the best neighborhood, right? It's, it's kind of in the slums of Queens. Um, I have a huge goal. I want their business school to be named after me. So yeah, I think that's something I would leave behind. And what that entails is like an incubator for entrepreneurs to go and have resources, whether that's office space or actual supplies in terms of laptops or computers. Like, I just want to leave that because, yeah, I just want to provide, you know, I want to be able to provide in that way where it, it's people can feel me 20 years, 50 years after I'm gone, you know? No, that's huge. That's impact. And and going back to that second reason, that's not selfish at all. I 100% I feel you there. Um, family's huge. It's it's a lot of what makes up who we are as people. Um, I wouldn't be the man I am today without my family, like hands down. Um, every single one of them who I've ever had a, a conversation with any type of impactful moment, they have helped me build me build who I am um up to the person I am today. And I'm sure you um and Justin would can attest to that as well with your your family. So again, I, I commend you for that. And leaving behind an incubator for schools and things like that, I think that's huge as well, just because um we often move through different phases in our lives where um we look at them as temporary. Um, high school being one of them, um, college being another, where once we're done, it's like, okay, well, that's in the rear. I have real life now. Like, I have real life problems. Well, their kids and other individuals who are going to go through these temporary periods in their lives just like you did. Why can't they have a better temporary life during that period than you did? Um, and that's what Justin and I tried to um, – to, to reach with, um, with going back to attempting to go back to our high school and uh, leave a mark and something that we're going to continue to do as well. So again, a week, I definitely commend you on those, on those uh, reasons there. Um, but I also want to lead into the next question by sticking around that, um, that a hundred year mark. What are you like 125 now about the, about the right age. Um, <laughs> and you did mention a books, which is really good because it happens to, um, a book happens to be in your lap, and it's your autobiography of your entire life. So everything you've ever wanted to accomplish, done, it's all in this book, every single second of it. So we open up to that first chapter and take a look, and that first chapter is your entire life up until the very second that me and you are speaking. What is the title of that first chapter? Blessed. It's one word, that's it. One word. Um, yeah, I, I love these questions. You guys are really, you guys are, you guys are making me think. You guys are really hitting home. But yeah, I mean, that's exactly what it is. Like, and the best way to describe it is, you know, everyone has their ups and downs. Um, but what's happened in my life, like, uh, I'm just super, super grateful. Whether that's where I am today, the people that are in my life, like my mom beat cancer, like, you know, just it's crazy, man. It's crazy. Like, how could I, how could I want, like, obviously I want more, but at the same time, I'm so happy with what I have. I'm not content. I'm very grateful for what I have though. And I, you know, there is a big difference there, but yeah, man, bless one word. That's it. Respect, respect. Dude, that's amazing. And it's a, it's such a recurring theme in your story of that being grateful. And I think that really 
um, attest to the character of who you are right now. But with that, before we ask our last question, where can people find you? Where can they get in touch with you if they want to like learn more about your story or just have a good conversation with you? Yeah, for sure. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn. I'm on all of them. Uh, Instagram and Twitter, it's at M-A-T-T underscore L-E-B-R-I-S. Facebook is my first name, M-A-T-T, last name L-E-B-R-I-S. Same thing with LinkedIn. Um, reach out to me on my website too. It's just my name, mattlabrice.com. Awesome. So if you guys want to learn more about Matt or get in touch with him, you heard it here first where you could do it. So last question, are you ready, Matt? Let's do it. What is a question that you wish that we asked you? What was the thing you learned most from your failures? Okay, well, shed some light, drop a little knowledge for us. <laughs> so, you know, I've, I've, like I've said, I ha- I've had multiple. Um, and by multiple, I mean, I've seen my bank account go from 30,000 to zero three years straight, um, which hurts, right? When you're fucking working full time and you drop out of college and you're doing all these things, it's like, damn, what did I spend $90,000 on in three years? You know? And it's like, mm-hmm. damn, like I, I had a nice car and like I had nice clothes and shit like that. But it's like, wow, where did that go? And then, you know, I've had other failures, relationship failures, friendship failures. I've got arrested. Like I was addicted to marijuana and people don't talk about that. Everyone's like, oh, you know, marijuana, you don't get addicted. You get fucking addicted to that shit too. You know, Um, just crazy shit like that. And the thing that really I, I took away from every single one of my failures was like, keep trying. You know, uh, and it goes back to having that end goal in mind. And, you know, it, it sucks when you hit that bump in the road, but it's like, all right, you know, what are you going to do? Are you just going to lay there? Like you're, you know, you fall down, you're just going to lay there. Or are you going to get back up? You know, I think that's what it really comes down to. And, you know, it has a lot to do with mindset and shit like that, but you know, it, it's just like, get up, do it, keep going. You know, you, you're going to get knocked down. Like you, you need to know that. And, and that's huge. Everyone listening out there, you heard it here first. If you ever get knocked down, get up. If there's bumps in the road, you're likely going the right way. Um, Matt, a big, big, big get your grind up, young and dumb. Thank you for taking the time out of your day, um, sharing all of your knowledge with us, hanging out with us, having some fun. Um, much, much appreciated. I'm grateful. Thank you for the opportunity. I appreciate it. Great. Well, there we go again. Grateful. I love it. I love it. And for all of you listening out there, if you want to learn a little bit more about Matt, hop on our website, getchogrindup.com or follow us on social, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at getchogrindup. We will be back. We will be back very soon with another episode of the Young and Dumb podcast. It's your favorite co-host from the East Coast signing out. Always remember, we are all young and dumb. And never forget, get your grind up. We'll see you guys soon. Peace. Peace.